Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Michaela, host of the Supreme Resort Homeroom. Here's the latest and greatest news from the podcast world of the Ears Euro Podcast Network. A while ago, Audrey, Jimmy, and Dan had their first guest on Scraping the Vault. It was Eric, from the Supreme Resort. Probably because he's literally the only person who will talk to them. Just keeping it 100. Anyways, they recorded this episode and then Jimmy thought that he posted it to the feed. But that didn't work because presumably he had a YIF subreddit open in another tab and he might have been distracted. Meanwhile, Jason signed us all up for some pyramid scheme that puts ads in your podcast for you. So you probably heard an ad for a mattress or for a reverse mortgage before this. Or probably not. Also you might have. But yeah, that made it confusing to post the episode because now to post an episode you have to, like, do 15 different things. It's like when my cousin had to go all the way to Mexico just to get some creatine. Nobody really understands why it's that different but it seems to work. But it's possible that this episode is posted now. Who knows? Maybe it will never get released. Oh yeah, and this was recorded before Jason figured out how to get the ads to show up on the shows. So maybe you'll hear an ad awkwardly shoehorned into the episode. It might even interrupt someone mid-sentence. If it does, let's call that a funny joke that I'm setting up right now. That's about it for this issue of the Supreme Resort Homeroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And leave a comment below about what you think I should do for my 11th birthday. Until next time, stay real. Stay cool. And go Mustangs. Hello, you have logged into One India News YouTube channel and this is Mariam. Winnie the Pooh, the cute loving teddy bear is everyone's favorite. But this adorable cartoon character has been banished from China cyberspace. And the reason for doing so is equally weird. The online ban on Winnie the Pooh came to foreground after the newspaper Financial Times covered the topic in a front page story. So the newspaper printed a picture showing the bear strolling with his tiger friend Tigger next to a photo of the Chinese President Xi Jinping walking with his then US counterpart Barack Obama in 2013. After the image appeared online, Chinese netizens began posting photos of Jinping in similar poses by putting pictures side by side. Out of the many creative pictures, one depicted a frosty handshake between Jinping and Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe along with Pu and his donkey friend. The pictures were clearly meant to be swallowed with a pinch of humor, but the government got offended. Some internet users have pointed out a recent photo as a possible trigger for the latest restrictions. In the picture, Nobel Peace Prize winning Chinese dissident Lu Xiaobo and his wife are each holding a Winnie the Pooh mug. Well, China is already infamous for having one of the world's most restrictive internet filtering and censorship system. It's no surprise that the government banned the harmless Winnie the Pooh. That's all for now. For more interesting stories, please subscribe to One India News YouTube channel. 
from the ashes of the Columbia House DVD Club that we probably still owe money to, all of us. It's straight from the vault. Uh, this is the movie where we watch. This is the movie is where we movie. watch pod straight to podcast Disney <laughs> sequel podcast movies, and sometimes Jimmy really likes them, and usually I hate them. And you, you'll you'll hear you'll hear how it goes. Oh, by the way, I'm Dan. Hi. Um, also, we have Jimmy, who I mentioned. That, that's Hi. him over there. Say hello. Hi. Okay. Hi. And we also have Audrey here. Hello, it's me, Audrey. And working the cash register today is from the Supreme Resort, the podcast that maybe three of you haven't listened to yet. It's Eric. Yeah, you're right. I should have done the intro. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a special <laughs> crossover event. We're crossing over Supreme Resort and Scraping the Vault, which if, as a loyal listener, you might find that you're listening to this on the Supreme Resort feed on July 5th because we're all traveling and we don't have time to be uber nerds. Mm-mm. Well, Are not, we the future now? Not with a microphone yeah. in front of us, at least. That's, uber well, nerd is a, it's 24-7, baby. That's <laughs> right. And we will be being uber nerds at Disneyland just... Oh, excuse me. We'll be recording together, Audrey, Dan, in San Diego tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. As, as the bird awesome. flies, yes. As the bird flies. And then the next day, two days from now, we'll be recording the Frontierland episode of the Supreme Resort with uh, fan favorite Natalie. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Main Street episode is still our most downloaded episode to date. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's all those stories about uh, Earl Ives characters. Probably. Earl Ives characters. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you, Eric. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is super fun. Probably. Did I guess you, we just started. <laughs> Did you watch? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it usually starts that way and then ends in contention and anger and yelling and tears yeah. and, you know. Yeah, I'm a fan. I get it. Did you watch this movie? <laughs> yes. Great. You have copious <laughs> amounts of notes. Step one. Um, pass. I, I use <laughs> one note for, for my notes so it doesn't mm-hmm. show up in pages, but... I, I reminded myself that uh, I don't need to take down all of the beats because that's Jimmy's job. And right. um, I can just sit back and enjoy the fun. So, Jimmy, you suggested that we play the fun game that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. How many pages of notes does Jimmy have for this movie? I love uh, you this game. Guess? You want to guess? Gut Dan, feeling go is My gut feeling is 12. Okay. Oh, shit. that was going to be my guess. Um, well, you I'll could just, with, you could, Price is Right rules, you could go to like 11 and a half. Mm, I'm actually going to go with six. Okay. Eric. Eric. Hmm. My, my guess was going to be six, but I'm going to go with 10 now because, I mean, why not? Guys, you remember in previous episodes when I enjoy a movie, this I tend to have me. less because I enjoyed it. And if I didn't like it, I'd punch a bunch of holes in it. But it's become so formulaic that I know what's going to happen, so I just write the notes before it happens. Mm-hmm. Four pages. Oh no! Wow! Four pages. So wow! I was the closest. Oh, no. Without I'm going over though, prices right rules. This, oh. this, this I have four me. pages. This and, scares me, and I still cover everything. <laughs> How? 
because you know I, there's there's some nonsensical you know there's there's some physical comedy there's a lot uh-huh. of physical comedy i just didn't cover it because you know i know what's going to happen so i just get to the next beat so yeah. i think maybe i'm just getting better at it and i think he's tormenting me i think he i think he, <laughs> he knows what my fears are and he's <laughs> he's pulling it out all right um that's not true. This is a legitimate, genuine response <laughs> report on this film. Uh-huh. So go before the uh, – wait, do we do the year first? <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, the last thing we do is the is the preview. Right. You have a preview? Well, yeah, I have okay. that. Okay. And then we so talk about what we Eric, think it's going to be about. Eric, you listen to the show. Do we usually do – what do we usually do first? <laughs> Let's take a poll. I, I think it, well, it's been tough because you haven't done it so, in so long. But I'm pretty sure you start with the year and then you go on to what you think it's supposed to be. What we think be. it's supposed to be. Okay, yeah, there you go. Okay, um, so for the year, I've decided. Oh wait, wait, wait! Gonna, we have to introduce what? Eric. Eric's uh, he's a pharmacist, also. That's right. He's a, he's yes, a scientist. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a scientist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never get tired of that bit. Um, and he, Eric, at the end of this, when Audrey tells us what food we're going to eat, I tell you what beer we're going to drink, and Dan tells you what we're going to listen to, Eric is going to tell us what far, what medication this movie is. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> okay. So this came out in 2002, I hope, because that's why I looked up. Wait, top mm-hmm. rated. What? Hold on. What? I'm looking at the wrong season. <laughs> Doesn't it make wrong sense for us what? to to I, do the year after we do our predictions? None for of the this movie? makes sense, Audrey. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so uh, I'm doing this time around. We're talking about TV shows of 2002. Oh my gosh! It was Good November music. of 2002, November 12th, my brother's birthday. Ooh, happy birthday mm. In 30th place, we had Fear Factor. In 39, 29 rather, NYPD Blue. It's the end of the school year. I work in the education industry. Uh, on 28, it's, this is going to take too long. Number 20, um, <laughs> is still standing, followed by Law and Order, Criminal Intent, followed by Judging Amy in 18, 60 Minutes in 17, The Bachelor slash The Bachelorette. That was the year where they were both, uh, 16, Number 15, Without a Trace. Ooh, poof, they're gone. Uh, number 14, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And in 13, Scrubs. Um, Ooh, I love that And show. we got Will and Grace and CSI Miami for number 11. I guess that's 12 and 11. I don't know. Was it a lot a of CSI, tie? a lot of CBS. Uh, Monday Night Football came in uh, number 10. Are you ready for some football? Uh, yes, always. Uh, Law and Order number 9. And everybody loves Raymond so much so that it was number eight. And Survivor, <laughs> Not everybody loves Raymond. Thailand, and Amazon, number seven. American Idol Wednesday, number six. American Idol Tuesday, number five. American Idol ER, number four. Joe Millionaire, American <laughs> Idol, was number three. American Jesus. Idol Friends, number two. American oh, Idol CSI, CSI Crime Scene CSI? Investigation, The Investigation of Crime Scene, CSI, American Idol, CSI, number one. Wow. wow. What a friends. sizzler. Mm. And that was mm. like peak primetime friends because that was like season eight. I think they started in 94. Yeah. One of the reasons why I went, I switched over to TV is because I, I want to witness 
the descent into a period of time where TV was nothing but reality programming and mm. CSI and, <laughs> and Law <Friends>. and Order. <laughs> well, Will and Grace reminded me of this really cool and fun fact about Emerson College, which is my, just where I, I went to school. All we have the, the thanks. That's the word I wanted, but I was afraid to mispronounce it. So I just backtracked. Anyway, the say set like Alma Mater. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, the set to Will and Grace is in our library. <laughs> oh, but you can't get, you can't. You can't sit in it or do anything with like it. Like they it's filmed just it in your library or a no, no, no. Uh, the they actual set they put in our library. So instead wow. of books, we had like a New York City apartment. So it's like a reference section. Yeah. <laughs> you can't check it out. Or a reference anything. for what you'll never be able to afford to live in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So huh. Lightning McQueen's buddy, his mater, his. Yeah, right. so he, yeah, his college it. was his alma mater. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Are we going to do those movies? Like, there was a bunch of those. Like, the little shorts and stuff. We probably are. And like Mater's Junkyard <laughs> Jamboree. No, that's all right. Oh, the, boy. Like, the Mater Tall Tales. We got to do that. I'm mad. What if As we a did fan, like, I'm clamoring for it. We should. <laughs> <clamoring. laughs> what if we did little one shots where it was like, uh, we have 15 minutes tops to go through this whole movie and just Ooh, like condense it, it and boil it around? down? Yeah, you think yeah, we would yeah. do a five minute short Madar, Mater where he Madar? was like a rock star? Madar, no, that's when minute. he was on MASH. I like the idea of Madar as he's like a transformer or something. Ooh. <laughs> I'm Madar. Yeah, we'll do, so the, the Get one. Her done. <laughs> the short where he, he was like a famous rock star. Like, you think I'm going to do that in 15 minutes? That's an easy yes. Wait, 45. That I'm exists. challenging it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? That exists. Oh, by the way, star. Eric, you can swear on this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> put sounds on it. Ooh, <laughs> fart! <laughs> oh, I'm offended. Get off. Sound over that. Uh, yeah. Get this guy off my show. So there's actually a movie where Mater becomes a rock star. It's a short, and there's I yeah. hate everything. <laughs> As has been documented, apparently. The Tall um, Tales of Mater, which, like, Light McQueen's like, no. there's no way that happens. And then, and then there's like reference where it actually did. I, I know that we live in that world, but I refuse to believe that we live in that world. Dan, are you going to be okay? No, I'm not. not yeah. Are you, <laughs> you want to talk about it? I just like, I'm worried about you. Audrey, what did you think this stupid movie? I mean, what did you think this movie was going to be? I thought, okay, I actually made a, a solid attempt for this this time instead of like, you know, <laughs> it's there. It's the Tomater story when he turns into a rock star, but with Winnie the Pooh. So here's my guess. Okay. Uh, VMPY, very merry poo year. Christopher mm. Robin is making a New Year's resolution. He tries to explain oh. to Pooh by leaving a note that isn't spelled correctly. Pooh and Piglet try to get the rest of the gang to make resolutions, which they all think are physical objects because intangible concepts don't make sense to them. And then Eeyore, because of that, makes a pipe bomb. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, well. Right, because he thinks it's a resolution, but it's like, whoops, you actually made this. Hmm. There's El Matador, where he's a, <laughs> like an old matador. This isn't there's this is true, isn't it? This is real. 
Oh my god. Mater and the Ghost Light. I think I've seen I mean, that one. Yeah, I've seen them all. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think you were right, Audrey. Oh, okay. Dang it. I well, okay, Eric, do you have any idea what did what did you think of this movie might be? Here's what I thought it would be. Pooh and pals, having their fill of Christmas specials, decide to learn the true meaning of a different holiday a few days later. Along the way, they learn the shame they're supposed to have in themselves at the coming of a new year, so they resolve to change themselves. One by one, they have many adventures that show they don't need to change anything at all. They're Um. unique and wonderful beings just the way they are. That you hmm. nailed that part of it. Right. <laughs> Kinda. I think so far Eric and I have gotten most of the movie right. <laughs> well, I stupidly thought to myself, this is gonna be a New Year's movie. And I don't know what that is and I don't know what that looks like. And um but oh, wouldn't that be interesting that they're doing a movie about New Year's and not doing a Christmas movie? Um more about that later. Um <laughs> put a pin in that. <laughs> uh, or the hum- more humorous answer is, uh, Christopher Robbins reaching a certain age and he's getting out the scissors. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Out. Hey, you'll, you'll get there. Uh, Time for a haircut? Uh, <laughs> of sorts. Of sorts. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I didn't write it down, but my prediction was based on the title and based on what I know about Disney, that this was going to be a Christmas and New Year's movie, uh, which is what it was. How did you get it? Also Gosh. correct. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I should have thought that because I probably, no, I probably still would have hated it. It's in the title. Years. It's not though. Mary. It's What's What comes after Mary? Barry. Uh, from Great British Baking Show. Calendars. Mary Calendars. No, that's Marie. Marie. I worked Calendar. at Marie Calendars. I love those pies. Where have you not worked? Uh, <laughs> nowhere. I've worked everywhere. Jimmy's I worked, worked everywhere, everywhere, man. I worked Jimmy everywhere. Is Mater? Oh, yes. Maybe. In fact. Wow. We've opened and that's up why a I start in Heavy Metal Mater, which is <laughs> where he was a rock star. <laughs> There's both no way that that exists and no way that it doesn't exist. That's right. Trailer. Schrodinger's tra- Trailer. Schrodinger's tow truck. <laughs> this fall, premiering only on Disney DVD and video. Oh right, because Christmas starts. Winnie in the, the fall. Pooh and all of his friends in a yes, brand does. new full-length adventure. Disney's Winnie the Pooh: A Very Merry Pooh oh, Year. Come along as we take a sneak peek at the family holiday event of the season. This special full-length okay. movie is a heartwarming journey of lifelong friends who learn the value of resolutions. Resolutions. Exactly. Oh, resolutions. It's a promise to be a better person in the new year. Share the spirit of Christmas and New Year's with the ones you love, featuring newly recorded holiday songs. Look, my mind went there, so now yours is. <laughs> Join Misery the celebration of friendship. Yes. We are going to <laughs> That's bring my aesthetic. To everyone <laughs> in Disney's Winnie the Pooh, A Very Merry Pooh Year, coming November 12th, 2002. Happy birthday, Jimmy's brother. That's right. <laughs> Don't you think it should have been a very merry Pooh Year? It may as well have been. They missed an opportunity. That's all I'm saying. Well, they gotta put they gotta put the money maker in the name, you know. 
Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, fairy. Okay. Um, the moneymaker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so let, let me tell you what actually happened in this movie. Mm-hmm. We open on a wintry evening. As Winnie the Pooh theme song plays, we pan into an upstairs window and tour a child's room. This is live action, by the way, where we see a little shocking. Yeah, very because it was there was animated snowflakes over like actual room footage, Mm -hmm. and we see. Oh, 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 okay, all right. Don't don't pretend you don't. Dan's favorite song. Uh, Hi. you've reached the Supreme Resort headquarters. How are you? Yes. Good. How are you? I, sorry, I've just been sitting here thinking you were going to call me and then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to call. Oh yeah. No, I, ch- and I changed my ringtone to a Beatles song just for you. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, not, I don't want to, there's not a lot that I need to go over. I just wanted to, since we were doing, since we were doing this, I figured what a great opportunity to introduce our listeners to a certain thing called concierge, of which you are a concierge. Is that true? I am. Yes. And you I are, am. you're being recorded and you're okay with that, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, would you like to say hello to, to our 12 listeners on Scraping the Wall? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's more than 12. Hi, everybody. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> um, I Before we get into this, I have a question. Are you better at this than Jimmy is? Uh, better at podcasting? <laughs> at at uh, being a concierge. Planning. You can... um, I'm going to go with yes, only because I've been doing it a little longer. But nice. Jimmy has very, very impressive knowledge. It's so, true. I don't know. It's true. Um, Thanks, Lindsay. Jimmy agrees, agrees with you. And he says, thank you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to confirm because it feels like a thing that we should do. First of all, I looked at the information that you sent and it is fantastic for like a first time person. And even for myself, because I saw that there was like a checklist and yeah. my brain just went, okay, I don't need to worry about any of that. So I didn't know that that existed. Um, yes. And that's we just tried to make it easy for, you know, whether it's your first time or you've been a ton of times before. I just want you to, like, be up to date on what's going on, especially this year when it seems like things are changing all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Something yeah. seemed to happen this year. I don't know why everything's so weird. Um, <laughs> but so just I just wanted to confirm just this is this is the part that I actually need to do. Um, my hotel is it's it's good. It's booked. Mm-hmm. And where could you remind me where I'm saying? And then I'll 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 put in something more impressive in post. Yeah, the presidential suite at the very expensive Marvel's Disney's Grand Californian Resort Hotel and Spa. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I'll re-forward you that confirmation since we 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 didn't book that one through Disney technically, but right. um, so the confirmations are just a little different. But yes, I will resend you that and give you all of that information so that you have it all handy. Perfect, perfect. And I check in with my I've never gone through a travel company before, so I check in with my own name, of course, and my own credit card and everything, right? Yep. Okay, yep. perfect. They've got you in the books, and they'll check in. It'll be just like normal. Perfect. Um, so then in theory, if I wanted to make, make any changes or reservations or anything like that or had any like questions, which of course I don't because I'm, I'm an expert, you know, um, <laughs> then I, you, you would be my one stop person to talk to, right? 
Yes, exactly. So like, you know, if there's any complications with your room or with anything at the parks or whatever, instead of you having to track down, you know, the right person to call and waiting on hold, possibly you just like send me a text and I'll take care of it all for you. That's wonderful. Um, I really just wanted to confirm that the hotel was the hotel and I felt like, you know, we should do this and figured, Hey, why not? Now this is our ad read. And thank you for doing that for us. <laughs> yeah. No problem. <laughs> and what's the number that they could reach concierge at? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's eight, five, six, our ears. <laughs> thank you. That yep. was perfect. Uh, okay. Th- thank you. Thanks. Thanks for doing this. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye, Lindsay. She's dead to me. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Let the competition begin. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's good. That was good. Good job, Dan. So, yeah. Thank you. You know me. I'm Mr. Synergy. Well, I think the point is that you really hit on is like, if you're, if you're doing this, even if you're a seasoned expert, like, do you really want to call and wait online and wait on hold? Or you can just text her and she'll do it for you. That's, that is something that is surprising to me that doesn't happen at these big box, you know, travel planners. Yeah. That they'll book it for you, but once you're booked, you, you, it's done. And the fact that she will do at no, I mean, she won't make any money on it, but she'll sell and hold and get you a reservation for a restaurant or yeah. whatever. And that, that's a really neat, unique offering of concierge. Well, right. And I, I've said before, and I, you know, I don't want to go too far into this becoming an infomercial, but, um, I, I have mentioned before that this is kind of like a cheat code for your vacation. And totally. that was like not knowing that that was true, just kind of feeling like it might be. And it really, really is because like, it's no additional cost. It's basically just like, I want to do this thing. They book it. And of course I bought all my tickets through concierge and, um, Eric, don't say anything. And, um, (laughs) and, but now, so they, that got taken care of. I, I didn't even have to think about where I want to go. They were just like, what do you, what, what do you prioritize in a room? Okay. Here, this fits that. And like, yep. Yes, it does. And then when I saw that checklist, I was like, cause I'm a kind of person that like, I need to put something on Google and then I can just like that part of my brain is free. And as soon as I saw that, no lie, I was just like, Oh, I feel completely like taken care of, even though I I've traveled before I've been to Disney parks a number of times. (laughs) Um, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a baby. I'm not, but, um, it's just, it's really nice to have this, this, it's like a switch that you can flip to go like, I'm just going to say what I want and they're going to tell me if it's possible or not. That's it. Almost like a concierge might do. Oh, you would guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say maybe the Germans have a word for this, but I guess we already have a word for it. And that word is concierge. (laughs) Call them today at 856-R-EARS. Okay. So as the Winnie the Pooh theme song plays, we pan <laughs> into an upstairs window and tour a child's room where we see the stuffed animals that are being introduced by song. You know, Piglet and he, 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 he. Uh, Eeyore, Kanga and Roo, Rabbit, Owl, but most of all, Winnie the Pooh. Now I want to, I want to add because I, we all know where this is probably going with me. That was a nice opening. It, it calls was. back to some of the, to some of the TV other, shows, it's an updated yeah. song. 
um, yeah. which I did not mind. I got chills um, on that transition. And then the rest of the movie happened. Do you know who <laughs> did that? Uh, who did that version, Dan? Um, Paul McCartney. Yes, Carly Simon. You're right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually they are kind of samey, aren't they? <laughs> just, just want to get a little meta here for a second. I think that was our longest and quickest interruption of Jimmy of the show's history. You know, like we, That's right. We had gotten one second into the narration, and then <laughs> an entire phone call happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love this. So yeah. then um there's a book on the shelf next to Winnie the Pooh where uh it's the book called A Very Merry Pooh Year and it's sitting right there next to Pooh on the shelf and it opens. And it Magic opens place. to Christmas Eve and Winnie the Pooh is carrying his Christmas tree. As he struggles to fit into his front door, he finally budges the tree in and it flies into the house and lands vertically right into a honeypot. Cute. Yep. And then we hear a disembodied voice, which is our narrator, played by one and only Michael York, which ironically plays Basil Expedition in the exposition. Sorry. Basil Expedition. Yeah. Explainer guy in Amazing. Uh, the uh, Austin Powers movies. Is that ironic? Oh, because he's the he narrator also, who's providing exposition. He was Basil also in exposition. like the Omen or something. No, yes, probably. Wait, wait was it? Yeah, it's the Damien movie, I think. Right. Mm. Yes, you're correct. Michael York. He was also in Logan's Run. Yes, that's the one I remember most. I love Logan's Run. You get too old, you die. No, he has 165 credits to his. Body of work. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, anyway, so Michael York, a disembodied voice, talks to Pooh, where we establish that his friends are coming over for a tree trimming party. Mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh fumbles to the other side of the room. A lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, pratfalls and a lot of physical quote unquote comedy in this movie. Yeah, he's a drunk and, and, yeah. uh, drunk on honey. honey is his Mead. booze. Like, Pooh is an, an addict. And a hoarder. He has no impulse control when it comes to honey. That's true. Zero. And he doesn't have a good memory and he's constantly like, the name of the thing. And I think you're right. He's a drunk. Hmm. Okay. So his friends are coming over for a tree trimming party. And so he fumbles and he slides the other side of the room where we discover that he has a present for Piglet. And he says, won't he be surprised? Okay. Now here's my first issue. Yes. Won't he be surprised that he gets a present on Christmas from his best friend? And then there's a knock on the door and he's like, oh no, it's Piglet. Hide the present. Like he has to hide this present. And why is this a surprise? And why does he have to hide it? Because everyone who comes to his house all has presents to exchange. And it's a whole present exchange thing. Why is this a surprise? I don't understand. Presumably it's wrapped. Yeah. Well, there's a bow on it. True. It's it's actually not. But I think what happened is they saw that the movie was going to be like 55 minutes long instead of a proper hour. And they were like. 
we need an extra five minutes of poo fumbling through through something. Yeah, there's that. And then they added a whole segment with the never. We'll get to it. Well, Um, maybe he was he was he was startled and frightened, so he wasn't thinking clearly. So he's like, I gotta hide it. But he's a drunk. I mean, in this movie, poo is a drunk. I think it's a good setup because it really is, it's one of those pervasive fears of Christmas, which is everyone is listening to you have a panic attack through the front door of your house. That's right. Which is what <laughs> oh, happens. As he tries to find places to hide Piglet's gift, the other friends arrive at the door and Pooh's not answering, right? So they all come with presents. <laughs> like they all show up with presents. Pooh finally finds a hiding place in an empty pot of honey. The friends let themselves in as Pooh and his head or has his head in a pot of honey somehow. And, uh, and they're, and they're all just like, yeah, like the, it's, yeah, this is normal. Yeah. They, <laughs> they like in, in other situations, the Pooh, the Pooh character is like a lovable bumbling, like kind of idiot. You know, he kind of f- stumbles through life and everyone's like, oh, Pooh, oh, okay, well, and he, he ends up figuring stuff out. And then this one, he's just, he's just a problem for everybody that they're just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. do have to help him a lot. It's going to be yeah. one of those holidays. All right. <laughs> so one by one, the friends arrive and then Eeyore, Eeyore makes it and he's here and they all begin to decorate the tree. The presents are over here. This goes over there. And then they all sing a version of Jingle Bells while they finish trimming the tree. They just sing Jingle Bells. Let's be fair. No, there's, they change the lyrics. They do. They change lyric. Jingly Bells. Some of the lyrics. There's, they change some lyrics. And then they're specifically saying no, no, uh, no ad libbing. Come on. Right. I mean, what, what was, I mean, it comes back at the end and they're talking about Jingle Bells and friends and, Anyway, so they sing the jingle bells and then we cut to Rue who asks if Santa is coming and then, oh no, another one, another one. I was like, they're going to do a flashback. Oh no, mm-hmm. another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was so, pleasantly surprised they only did one. Why are you pleasantly surprised by that? <laughs> they only did one. It, like, it wasn't a TV pilot. No. Audrey. What, what? <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking of movies where the whole like narration story within a story thing works where, and the, the best example I could think of is Princess Bride, but that doesn't really well, match up. Cause they don't with stay this. with it here. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't we start with that story and then say little title card the following year? And then resume this story. Oh, that could have worked. Because you don't need this ham-handed, terrible narrative device of, hey, let's tell a series of three stories. Because that's what we're used to. And then all, all yeah. of a sudden, no, it's just the one. We didn't need any of the, we didn't need any of the casing that this, that this story sausage is in. You can just say, here's the backstory. I can and think now, of a reason. Story. I think they have bad time skips are bad at their job. That's possible. I think time skips are a little beyond their the age of their audience, you know, and maybe right. even reading. Maybe their audience can't read yet. Well, but uh, maybe. But I think Dan, to your to your earlier point, that is like we need we only have fifty minutes. We need fifty five. I think that they made this story that we experience, but it's not long enough. So they 
threw in this little kind of history, like this, this thing that happened one time, which doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, but I think that's what it was. That way they could call it a very merry poo year because they have a Christmas thing and a new year's thing. Cause at the, at the core of this thing, this is a new year's movie. Right. And you were right about that, but they threw in this little Christmas piece so that they could call it a Christmas movie and release it in November. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's a shoehorned in little side story because it doesn't even make sense because so, so Rue or somebody says, remember that time where Santa almost didn't come? And then Optimus Prime comes in and says that, <laughs> sorry, Eeyore is also played by the same actor who does Optimus Prime and I can hear it loud and oh, clear. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so Optimus Prime comes in Santa and says, Claus needs to bring the all spark. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's true. It's very close. My name's Sam with Wiki, you know, I'm a cool, hot nerd guy. Oh, I'm, I'm a real kid. Don't come in. Whoa. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I think oh my God. Ashers. Is Shia LaBeouf Asher? <laughs> if, they're, wow. if they're not the same person, they're best friends. <laughs> they're spiritually, they're basically, yeah, they're kind of the same person in different times <laughs> of their this lives. It's a, a big yeah. Yeah, big revelation. I, I think Shia LaBeouf is like Asher after he goes to film school and like, <laughs> yeah, that's yep. a, that, I think we landed on something there. There you go. <laughs> oh God, we just kept damn busy for the next week. <laughs> I don't um, know what you're talking about. <laughs> someday I'd like to be someone named Mutt Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Mutt Williams is yeah, cool and right. real like me. That's what? right, because he's Hold Indiana on, Jones's uh, son. Let me write that one down. So, um. <laughs> so Optimus comes in. He's like, you know, recalls the time that uh, Santa almost forgot them, which is dumb because he'd never forgot. It was just they. Anyway, well, all right. So Rabbit says <laughs> that it all started on a windy winter's night, a few days before Christmas. Christopher mm. Robin is writing letters to Santa with Pooh and friends. Oh, and he this asks really each confused of, me. I know. I'll, I got it. I had to watch it a couple of times to figure it out. Well, because I wasn't for Robin. This is all his imagination. Are we sure that he's not delusional? Yeah, he is a hundred percent delusional. This is <laughs> he's come up with this whole place with all these animal friends. I guess what I what I'm always wondering is, are we supposed to buy in that like Christopher Robin is a magical child who is the only one that can see that his toys are magical, or? It worked for Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. I think so, Dan. I think that's exactly what it is. So these, these, these toys actually go on these adventures. It's not Christopher Robin is a super lonely child who, yeah. Okay. So so, yeah, they're not real. What is it? I'm not, I know it's a cartoon, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but (laughs) we've broken them. So what, what must, Chris, if he's sitting around imagining these elaborate things for his stuffed animals, like when he's away, what's his life like? Like <laughs> that's the game. He's he's imagining the the stories. He's maybe acting them out with his his friends, moving yeah. the the toys around, and then he always that's why he's always there to save the day at the end and and roll in and go. Oh, silly bear! Here's some honey. Go go back to your your drunken stupid <laughs> your sauce. <laughs> Hmm. He is a so, deus ex machina all the time. Yeah. But by the or, way, this passes the Bechdel test, I think. Oh. <laughs> what? Does it? Us? Know. Right now, no. we pass no, the Bechdel test. That? No, 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 we don't. 
Wait, who's There's that? only one named female character, and that's me. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. That's a good. Well, point. wait. I, so in the in the Poonverse, no, there's Kanga and Rue. Yeah, yeah. And they're not talking about boys. But she's just like that's right. She's just a conveyance for Rue. If we're really if we're yeah, really being true. honest about it. But that's and not, they're barely in this. That's not yeah, part of barely. the. <laughs> oh, that's not part of the Bechdel test rules. So All it right, does sorry. it does pass on those grounds. Hooray. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christopher Robin's writing letters to Santa with Pooh and friends and, and he's asking each of the car- friends what they want. And Rabbit wants a fly swatter so that he can keep the bugs off his carrots. Mm-hmm. Eeyore wants an umbrella to keep the snow off of his house. Mm-hmm. Not that it matters if I don't get one. Autobots roll out. <laughs> I don't have an all spark. Tigger wants a snowshoe for his tail because every time he jumps in the snow, he falls right in because he doesn't have a snowshoe for his tail. And Piglet and will take. Jimmy, what? I don't know if I'm stepping on your toes here, but I want to point out that after each one of these, Winnie the Pooh, the drunken bear. Oh, yes, you are stepping on my tail, but go ahead. Okay. He. Says that I think that they would also like a jar, a jar of, honey. of honey. Yep. And it, <laughs> it never, it, it never gets tiring. Not one bit. Nope. Yep. And Piglet I'm says sorry he'll I stepped take... on your tones, Dan. That's I ruined your delivery of. No, that's good. Honey okay. pot. Uh, Piglet will what take whatever honey? Santa wants to bring him. <laughs> uh, all Christopher Robin wants <laughs> is a sled big enough for him and maybe. A Christopher Robin is Citizen Kane. <laughs> it's Rosebud. <laughs> Christopher Robin is uh, Charles Manson. Oh, man. Maybe, Mar- <laughs> oh. Maybe he's Marilyn Manson. I think you're too focused on the scissors idea. <laughs> no, he's. A, I don't need. I don't want to explain what he does with the scissors. As okay. each member of the gang <laughs> makes their wish, Pooh adds... They might also like a pot of honey. I can't do it. I I can't. And it's funny because <laughs> the same the same actor plays Pooh and Tigger. It's the same guy, Jim Cummings, who was a scraping the vault all star. <laughs> then they send the letter to Santa via the wind to the North Pole. The next day, American Pig- Postal Service. <laughs> <laughs> US, gets there US. when it gets there. <laughs> uh, but they're in England. Um, the next day, right. Piglet comes to Pooh's house where Pooh is decorating his hand drawn wall Christmas tree. Remember, this is in the past. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's drawn with crayons. He's drawn a, a Christmas tree on his wall, right? Uh, Piglet reminds Pooh that Pooh forgot to ask for something for himself. He was asking for honey for other people, but that was for them, right? Not for him. So he never actually asked Santa for anything. Oh, so clearly. they go off to catch the letter via a fishing net before it gets to Santa. The plan is to use a balloon to carry Pooh and Piglet across the wind to capture the letter before it gets to Santa. It does not go well. No. But yeah. they manage to well, find the letter that is caught in a branch. Lots of fun physical comedy there. Um and, you know, with the balloon and then Piglet is inflated, not the balloon. And That's right. What is Piglet made of? Is he a latex being? Mm-hmm. Well, strange. is he filled with helium too? Is that why his voice is so high? That's right. Well, that's a good I, point because like, that balloon does, in fact, rise up in the air. 
So yeah. you were mentioning your notes are shorter. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's nice when a movie has the action, you know, the action has time to, to do its thing, you know, versus like, yeah. let's stuff dialogue and everything. Like maybe that's a good Tarzan point. Too. That may be why. Cause I didn't, I didn't go into the details about all the physical comedy because it just seemed mm-hmm. pointless. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the reason for that, Jimmy, is because none of the gags are earned. It's just, hey, here's a gag. Yeah, and I think to your point, Audrey, and and I think you nailed it because there's so much physical comedy or you know whatever you want to call it that doesn't do anything for the story. And and all of my commentary tends to be story beats, and that's not mm-hmm. a story beat. That's just a, a filler that happens. Yeah. And it's cute. Ah. It's so cute. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, uh, cute's a word that we could. Use. So, um, I mean, look at look at Winnie the Pooh's bumbly bomb. Like it's so round and plump. <laughs> He's a drunk and he has problems. And like, look, I, I'm not. I, this is not Winnie the Pooh. This is hate. What is it? The hate the sinner, love the sin. Wait, love the sinner, hate the sin. Uh, love the movie. Don't hate the, hate sinner, the movie. Hate love the, the podcast is what I'm. That's about. right. Right. Um, right. So, so there's a moment with the balloon that I've found just troubling where they're floating and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so Piglet's just holding this thing together with pure like knuckle power, right? He's just, he's just holding it with his, like they don't tie it. And I'm thinking, yeah, I really hope he doesn't like let go of it but i guess he's not and then i thought wait but if he does let go of it that'll project them in whatever direction he wants to shoot it in i mean cartoon Mm -hmm. rules and then he lets it go and it deflates and they start falling and then he starts blowing it up again and i'm thinking that that makes sense but then he's just like (laughs) eh, fuck it and he stops and they fall (laughs) yeah that's exactly right Um, Can I point out that this whole segment has worse animation than the rest of the movie, um, evidenced not just by the the general sloppy lines and slightly out of sync, um, like they they didn't bother to really animate mouths very well on this part, Mm. but during that falling sequence, I I took particular note of the, the fall was illustrated by them taking a background and then spinning it in a circle. Nice. (laughs) Hey, what would Walt do, right? Yeah. <laughs> they were spinning. That's why Mickey has four fingers. <laughs> I did. You're so right, though. The, the animation quality does change through the movie. It does. But I will say largely better than many of the other movies because they're animals. Agreed. They're stuffed yeah. animals. Well, and so you and don't have the features. Pretty good. Yeah, I and, think so. And the, and the style it wasn't distracting. The, right. Yeah. And, and the character design it has that nice jagged feel to it that i like it's like it's more sketchy than the others and by sketchy i don't mm. mean like yeah i got you know, it. yeah um well i think it's more round than sketchy but i mean like the no, lines, he's talking about the line quality yeah. like oh, okay. the the, sh- the shapes and forms are all really uh circular round and, and right. kind of soft but the line work is like yeah it, it kind of cuts out here and there and then it's broken up by like horizontal lines occasionally yeah. Which I think and I, Eric, to to your point, I think that what they could have done to fix this problem is give them given them all really bushy mustaches. <laughs> oh, there we go. That would have helped. And brilliant Just white teeth. <laughs> uh, I'm allowing this because I only have four pages. <laughs> You're a benevolent 
God. <laughs> Just so, like Christopher Robin. That's right. He is, in fact, a benevolent God to these mm-hmm. creatures. That's true. So it's we like cut to Eeyore. So they, they, the letter's caught in a branch. We cut to Eeyore, and he's in his house. It's like a little teepee kind of thing. It's you know, a little uh, A-frame. Uh, there is a, there's a stocking hanging from a little pole or a little stick above his entry. And he says, not much of a stocking for not much of a house. <laughs> anyway, Tigger bounces in. He bounces on the scene. And because he doesn't have a, a, his snowshoe, his tail snowshoe, he lands in snow and it buries him and Eeyore's house in the process. And Eeyore says, sure could use that umbrella. So the point is, the things they asked for for Santa, we're finding out that they really need these things. Yeah. And, of course, Santa will bring – Eeyore or Tigger says, of course Santa will bring the presents just just as Pooh walks up with the letter. Uh, Yeah, they needed to change the letter. Tigger doesn't have a pencil, but maybe Rabbit does. So Rabbit – cut to Rabbit. He's trimming his tree with beautiful carrots and just then a knock. And the group of carolers, this I loved. There's a group of car- carolers at the door. Remember that he, Rabbit wants a fl- uh, fly swatter because bugs keep coming and eating his carrots. So he gets to knock on the door and there's a bunch of carolers out. And then when he goes to open the door, it turns out it's all these, this swarm of bugs. They're so cute. <laughs> so I want cute. one. So Christopher I can't Robin tell has... what kind of bug they are. Aphids? Kind of reptilian. They're well, yeah, they changed from like uh, eight yeah. inches tall to like uh, an inch tall. They're definitely anyway. whatever the movie needs them to be. Um, uh, yes. I just miss when the challenge was around like their insecurities and their individual unique ways of looking at the world. Not, I need to add something to a letter. It's not, it's not like, you know, uh, copy editing work and <laughs> it's not about like trying to find a pencil. Well, I mean, anyway. you see their characters through those things. Like that's true. You see that rabbit is a, a bit of a perfectionist. Yeah, he kind organized. of fusses a lot mm-hmm. over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got piglet who's very nervous and cautious and kind of gets swept up along with that kind of like chaotic energy very easily. Um, and then you have Tigger, who's like, "Well, oh, I've got it. I've, I'm the best." He's like over right. so enthusiastic he's a, he's a that he he's a doer, but uh, also a bull in a china shop, but a tiger. Yeah. yeah, it's true. So the but I think you're right, Audrey. I mean, their characters do come out in the events and the actions within the story. But I also mm-hmm. get your point, Dan. There is a lot of there's a lot of character development, a lot of family themes throughout. But anyway. So yeah, I I think it's just like in previous stories, it was like, here's this imagined problem and it is a three's company kind of thing, but it's three's company based on like their inner, like, I don't want to say demons, but for lack of a better word, demons. Um, But, and it's interesting to see how these personality traits like help each other and misunderstand each other and, you know, go through this, this complicated thing that actually was never complicated. And then Christopher Robin right. comes along and is like, Oh, I just meant I was going to the store, you know? Right. And, but instead it's like, we need to find a pencil and all of a sudden there's bugs. 
<laughs> well, it's a funny callback because the whole point of this, Dan, is that each of these things they really want for Christmas, it's exploring why it's so important. It's heightening the stakes because it's explaining why they're so important because Eeyore wants the thing to cover his house from snow. Tigger wants this snowshoe thing. The rabbit wants this fly swatter. And now we're exploring why it's so important that they get those things. So it is heightening the stakes and I'm, I'll, I'll stand for this. Um, anyway, so the, the bugs and the Christmas carol, it was cute. It was funny. Uh, they all get away. They, they eat the, the tree, carrots and all. And because his fly swatter is broken, they all get away. Now at his door, all his friends are there asking for a pencil. As Pooh thinks of what he wants, all the friends start adding new things to the list, which is overwhelming piglet. Uh, you know, it goes from a fly swatter to this industrial spray bug killer thing. Like one uh, pot of honey to like 12 pots of honey. Yeah, exactly. So it, they got a little carried away and a little selfish for Christmas holiday. So just then they realize that it is the last day before Christmas Eve. And then they're off to resend the letter on the wind, of course. Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. Christmas Adam. Oh, got yeah. it. Yeah. Christmas Which Adam, this, Christmas yeah. Eve. That confused me because at the beginning of the story, before we launched into this flashback, it was Christmas Eve. And so I was like, wait a minute. Right. I thought it was yes. Christmas Eve already. It was then and it is, uh, uh, yeah, not anymore. Tomorrow. But the, yeah. <laughs> but, and, but they don't explain it diner, that way. And we cut to a diner where, um, Kanga Obi-Wan and Rue Kenobi. are talking, are talking about holding it up to get oh, everyone's yeah. wallets. Oh, right. Because <laughs> it's, it's and not then John Pulp Travolta. Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Pulp Fiction with the Hundred Acre Woods. Oh my god! I, I would, would watch, I would watch that. that. <laughs> I Aaron, want. What oh do you my think? god! Uh, it depends on the production team. I don't know <laughs> what character does Pooh play. Um. See the gimp. I don't actually, <laughs> guys. I don't. I don't really know the story of Pulp Fiction that well. Have right. you not seen I, it? I've not seen it. I've seen scenes from oh. it, but I haven't watched it start to finish. Huh. I'm not going to be that person, but, but I am surprised. Um, so would, anyway, they're off to send the, wait, the letter off to the wind. Jimmy, okay. Who would you, who would Winnie the Pooh be in Pulp Fiction? Um, Vincent Rames? No, no. The suitcase. I think it, well, okay. I think so he's the suitcase. Correcting for. The Quentin Tarantino universe, I think he would actually be Bruce Willis's character. Maybe, but he's I mean, a little bit too much. Correcting of a... for the fact that everyone has, you know, action action abilities in the Quentin Tarantino Pooh universe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are you still waiting for an answer? I don't know. We oh, got um, all day. Yeah. No. <laughs> so. I don't know. I, look, I did I what I wanted to do John with the Travolta. bit, and we All can right, move. Fine. Okay. No, it, wait, look, wait. No, if you're going to do it like that, then I want to keep going. No. <laughs> so the wind keeps changing directions when they try to resend this letter the day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Adam. And so the letter ends up going south. The next morning, they wake. Just like go- this plot. That's right. <laughs> yep. The next morning, they wake Gopher up from hibernating so he can which- chop down what? I just wanted to know which one, which, uh, which, like, which, uh, you know, the DSMV5? Oh, which is yeah. Like, 
yeah. disorders or something. Yeah. Which one the, is he in that? Because like Pooh He's is John Travolta's character. Alcoholic. <laughs> and then you have like the schizophrenic and or the uh, the one the de- the manic depressive or just the depressed one. Anyway, we can come back to that one. Gopher just has a speech impediment. Is that Very a strong, classification though. in the <laughs> no. DS? Okay. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, and they really it's 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 so charming how many S's they give him to say. It's- Did they really ask Gopher to cut down a Christmas tree just to move it a few feet over and stand it up? Well, and Gopher apparently also has super strength. Oh, yeah. Very strong. It's because Tigger and Rabbit together are a bad combo. Yes. They're too much. Ex- they're too excitable and too controlling. But in this movie, they seem to get along just fine. I'm not so sure about that. Oh, just wait. Uh, so, all right. The, the next morning, so they wake up Gopher from hibernating so he can chop down a tree. And yes, Eric, to your point, chop it down to move it over a couple of feet. Um, and that way they have room because now they've asked all Santa for all these presents and they need room for all the presents to fit. So that's where they chop down the tree. That evening, Pooh, uh, retries or he retires, excuse me, he retires excited to have the best Christmas ever. And this is another funny bit that I liked. He's like super excited. He goes back to his house and he, this is going to be the best Christmas ever. And just then the letter that blew to the south <laughs> flies under his door. And all you hear is, oh, bother. Oh, <laughs> I want to be able to do poo. Anyway. You have been able to do him before. I think when it's a movie that's actually tolerable, it's, oh. you can. That's oh, why I'm surprised I can't. Um, oh, oh, no. Pooh decides to dress up as Santa. So he feels bad because it was his fault that the letter didn't make it to Santa. So he decides to dress up as Santa and deliver gifts that everybody asked for that he made himself. So none of them actually work as they were hastily made by Pooh, who's a drunk. Uh, the and friend suddenly go- has these materials and yes, the ability to make these things. Which but is he tried not so in character. Hard. He did. He tried it's a lot really of glued hard. stuff. Yeah, he's come on. so good-hearted and natured, and um, I'm just talking right now, so you can't hear the sound of me trying to plug my keyboard back in because I got logged out of my computer, and Uh-oh. it's probably oh, yeah. not a problem. But I just thought it would be good. Oh no, the keyboard's not working again, like it does. Ah, oh, shoot. Well, um, well, you don't need a keyboard to say words. You're right. Do you need me Go to ahead. Genius to copy and paste things into the chat like last time? No, no, no. I need you to copy and paste my my. Uh, I gotta. Notes. Oh god. Oh god. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be totally fine. But I am gonna have to log into my computer once everything's done. But I just. Yeah, we're good. Continue as you were. No problem. Okay, <laughs> Lindsay, get back on the line. She could probably no, help you. No problem at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so yeah, so like the snowshoe for Tigger didn't really work and. Rabbit's little bug spray thing didn't really work. So they're like, they're after Santa. They go after him and then they discover that it's actually Pooh. Yeah. Then they all go off to try to send the letter again. And Pooh sent the letter when the wind was kind of blowing south. And he said he thought the S was for Santa. So anyway, they don't have no. enough wind. So Pooh decides to deliver the letter himself. So he sets off. The wind is so strong. Sad face in my notes right here. Yeah, just like because he's so you know he just wants to do right by his friends and and you know the letter is bad. The letter is the map from the previous movie. 
It's that's right. It's, it's the <laughs> totally same, right it's a narrative device. Oh my god! Which, if you like Scraping the Vault, you'll have heard that episode again on July oh, June thirtieth. That's right. That's right. So he sets off. The wind is super strong. The letter blows right out of his hand because the wind is so strong. And then back under the new Christmas tree that Gopher cut down, the friends decide that having Pooh there is better than any present they could get from Santa. And then Pooh comes back. Just then, uh, Christopher Robin arrives on his new sled and delivers all the gifts that they ask for. Pooh and Christopher Robin hug. They learned the spirit of Christmas. The end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before, before, I just want to track back a little bit. Piglet says something so incredible when they're like depressed that the letter didn't get to Santa. He says, yeah. I didn't even know what I wanted and now I'm sure not to get it. Oh, just think about that. I didn't like, Oh, wow. how disappointed and sad was Piglet over something that he like didn't even, Oh, Oh, well, like, see, the thing is, he said he'll take anything Santa gives him. And then once Pooh leaves, they're just so sad. It's like, you know, we want our friend back. We don't care yeah. what Santa brings. It's just, it's about friendship, which will come back again. But the the thing about it that I that bothers me is that when they, ta- when they do this flashback, it's like, remember that time that Santa almost forgot us? But mm-hmm. number one, Santa never got the letter. And number two, Santa never actually forgot because they got so everything they just, asked for. It's a bad title. <laughs> it's a bad title. It, yeah. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they, the spirit of Christmas, it's all about family and friends. That's all that matters. It's not about the presents, but you know, mm-hmm. they still get presents. I just wonder what, what it would be like to live in a world where we had writer's rooms where they said, someone said, so they think it's all that Christmas is the gifts, but then they go through a series of adventures and they realize that Christmas is really about family. And then someone in the writer's room says, that's been done before. And then the, uh, the first person goes, okay, so we don't need to tell that story. But it, it hasn't been done with our characters before. Exactly. That's what I was no, going to yeah. say, Audrey. It doesn't, it they did it with the Bradys, but they haven't done it with the Poos. It, it hasn't been done with we have, yeah. Our characters make it different and special. That's right. I feel um, like you're both just tormenting me. Right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so not intentionally. So we're back to the present day where the movie started, right? Where they were reminiscing on this thing and, and they were having the party uh, at Pooh's house with the tree decorating and he forgets Piglet's his present, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, here we are back in present day. They remember very fondly the lessons that they learned. Then they all exchange gifts and then the next day, they celebrate Christmas together. Pooh sings about snow. I don't know if you have that. No. Uh, and then Tigger that. annoys Rabbit with <laughs> no, the No, I did not forget bells. it. I refused oh, to, to yeah, get it. It's not a good <laughs> By the way, um, I have to say, and this is not a positive for the movie, but I, I, I saw how maybe people who do presents on Christmas Eve and then spend Christmas together enjoying the presents. I, I think that's the right way. Like for me, that, that looks awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. Granted in cartoon form, but I think, I think there's something to that. We always did it presents Christmas morning in my family. Yeah. Yeah. And you still have all day to enjoy the presents, right? Right. Always one. Yeah. Yeah. 15 minutes. 
Right. 15, 20 minutes. And then you have bagels and lox and eggs for breakfast. Naturally. We all do. Yeah. Mm. Mimosas. The cinnamon swirl French toast with bacon. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they, they exchange gifts. They celebrate Christmas. Pooh sings about snow. And then Tigger starts to annoy Rabbit with all the jingle bells that are wrapped around him. Pooh and Piglet are in front of Pooh's house where Pooh is enjoying his gift from Piglet of matching breakfast, lunch, and dinner honeypots. <laughs> and then we turns out we forget he forgot to give his Piglet or his present to Piglet, and he forgot where he hid it because on account of the alcohol. Uh, he looked Poor from guy. Christmas. He looked <laughs> nonstop from Christmas Day to New Year's Eve. He looked for a week for this present until he forgot what he was searching for in the first place. Yeah, Pooh Poo is, is like, he's the kind of drunk that like, <laughs> it's not even fun anymore. He just like, he just is like, every day he wakes up at like 3, 3 p.m. And he's like, ah, I don't want this. I do not want to wake up at 3 tomorrow. And then sure enough, next day at 3.10, it's like, uh, this again. <laughs> yep. And it's just it, it, that, and and the quality that they're trying to portray there is usually charming in Pooh, but it, they just don't get it right. He just comes off as a <laughs> as a bumbling, stupid, troublesome drunk. <laughs> Dan, why yeah. couldn't you enjoy this movie? Yeah, um, well, it's because it's about Christmas and Dan's broken. I have Christmas problems. I see. Have we talked about my Christmas problems <laughs> in the uh, Brady Bunch? So part of it is, I mean, there's, there's, there's a, there's a lot there, but part of it comes down to, I worked at movie theaters for probably about at least 10 years to, right. collectively. And you know what people love to do during the movie, during the Christmas holiday times is make uh, out. As Bowie says they, um, they go to see movies. And that means that I had, I went through a period of time where I had to work Christmas every single year, which means that I got to see all of the commercial stuff around Christmas. Yes. And then didn't really get to do the the Christmas. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. But even, I I think there's a reason you were chosen to work the Christmas. Well, Um, yeah. And, and do, you, do you remember the President Nixon? Huh? Speaking of David Bowie. The President Nixon. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like he, do you or remember? Or even yesterday. Oh, President the Nixon. President Nixon. Yeah. Uh, no, um, yeah. So there was a period of time that I, and this is the kind of thing that happens a lot in my life and it ends up just, in some ways it's kind of what makes me who I am in some good fun ways, but it also makes me who I am in ways that, you know, make me yell about the Beatles for two hours in a podcast. Um, yes. and it, but, and it's sincere where it's just like, tell universal pulls it down. <laughs> I know. No, oh, God. Um, like you, once you see it as just a purely commercial thing, which it can be, it gets really ugly. And it's kind of, it's kind of like the one time and Jimmy, I didn't share this in like the moment. Wedding, I, haven't, I haven't, I, I, yes. I haven't shared I, it since. I worked like, in retail for a Christmas or two, so I can yeah. also relate. I know I, I can't handle Mariah Carey singing right. that song. 
because Sorry. it well, and, to a dark place. And I just I just remember one time watching the Disneyland Christmas thing, mm. and Disneyland has gone so overboard with Christmas, where it's just like, I just want to. I understand Main Street can be Christmas, but I don't even really religiously celebrate this damn holiday. Why is it invading my life? You know, like, like I, I don't get why I need to, why is this, why do I need to participate with with this when I'm, I don't get to actually participate with, with it. And so we're watching the fireworks. And I think I was there with you, Jimmy, when I had this moment and I wasn't going to say it to you because of how you feel about Christmas things. And we, we respect each other's differences on that. Um, I was, it was that one show where there were, it was basically a voiceover that was saying like, it may as well have said, I'm your grandmother and this is Christmas with me. And I remember in that moment thinking like, wow, this is the perfect marketing device to just guilt people into buying stuff. I mean, yes, it is. And not unlike weddings and i'm not joking about that it's a big business and you're right oh, and it is it is 100 capitalizing on emotion and that kind of thing and yeah. I, I don't embrace that part of it but like we talked about on the very brady christmas episode it's it's about tradition and if you have strong family historical traditions of togetherness and happiness mm-hmm. and food and you know giving and that, that kind of stuff it's very special like if, if yeah. you have that and that could be anything it could be any holiday really but right. our society Arbor has, Day. yeah, it could be right. If, if, if <laughs> some enterprising organization went out and made that a special day, you know, so I get it. And you're right. Yeah. There is a certain level of commercialism that just well, it's shoves all, it down your throat. And it's also just stress. It's just to me, Christmas equals stress and holidays right. equals stress. Right. And I don't, I, my family, we're good. We're good. We're good now. And, the, but we, you know, we've had some, We've had some difficulties like all families do. And some of that made holidays very difficult for me to the point right. that like every year I kind of brace myself and mom, if you're listening to this, don't feel bad, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, <boy>. um, <laughs> um, I mean, really it, where they're there. It's I've trained myself to kind of like brace myself for like, okay, Am I going to be okay during this season just watching all of these things happen that I just don't have access to because right. I have family yeah, in various different places with different agendas, different like everything. And again, that's not a complaint. It's just a reality, you know? <laughs> but I think in our society that Christmas is no longer a religious holiday. It, it's, you know, it's almost an American holiday or, or, you know, Western holiday or whatever, and it's about those traditions. It's about, it is about commercial, but for us, it's about giving and togetherness. And that, that's, it's, it's a special time, but I'm happy to tell you that Christmas is over. It is now New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. And, thank God. And Christopher, Christopher Robin hey. is, is searching for Winnie the Pooh, who's been looking for Piglet's gift for a week. Uh, then they're going to plan their New Year's Eve party and plan on making their New Year's resolution. They decide Res- that rest restitution. I've decided to make turning my pages notes even louder. Rest okay, a room. I'm doing great. Rest a room shin. They, yeah, they, they get the word wrong a lot. Uh, but they decide it's going to be at Raz, Rabbit's house, but Rabbit. <laughs> so it's going to be at Rabbit's house, but they didn't ever ask Rabbit, but they decide that's where it's going to be. So Rabbit is explaining to Piglet 
at Rabbit's house how to keep a carrot carrot plant alive when Pooh arrives with the decorations for the party. Pooh is always thinking with his stomach, and Piglet is afraid of everything, and Tigger's always, you know, Tigger and bouncing everywhere. Eeyore's always sad and lonely, and Rabbit is annoyed. In the chaos, Rabbit's carrot gets ruined, and Rabbit kicks them all out and threatens to leave the Hundred Acre Wood. The friends are so sad that they try to come up with a way to make Rabbit happy. So they decide to change their personalities to accommodate Rabbit's desire. Here's the secret that they don't know yet is unhappy people will always be unhappy. And nothing you can do Mm -hmm. can change that. Mm -hmm. Rabbit's just going to go be a Karen somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, But they make their New Year's resolution to change so Rabbit won't move away. Okay, so Pooh promises to never eat honey again. Piglet promises to not be afraid anymore. Eeyore promises to be cheerful. You won't even know it's him. Tigger promises never to bounce another bounce. And they immediately have challenges with this. Yes. So in order to proceed, go ahead, Dan. Eeyore becomes a drunk. (laughs) Yes. So this is, this is, I, I like this. A happy drunk. Yeah, and he's, it's so funny to hear. So Eeyore puts on Pooh's shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so funny. But anyway, so in order to proceed, Tigger ties a boulder to his tail so he can't bounce. And then Piglet decides to bounce so he's not afraid anymore. He's like, hey, Tigger, you, you're not afraid of anything. You bounce all the time. He's like, yeah, so maybe that's the trick. So if I bounce, I won't be afraid. And then, so he starts bouncing. He's not afraid anymore, which makes Tigger realize that if he's not bouncing, he's afraid of everything. <laughs> and then Eeyore dresses like Pooh and eats honey. And he's standing up right now and he's acting cheerful, which makes Pooh realize there's no hope. So Eeyore is now forgetful. So now they all have swapped personalities. So even though they've all changed, the personality traits, traits present in Rabbit's life are still there despite them changing for him. Does anybody yeah, else yeah. think that if if Rabbit actually left, that maybe we would be able to see some other characters like Kanga and Rue in yes. this movie for more yes. than like and twelve Owl. seconds? Where's Owl in this movie? Yeah, Where's, Owl's nowhere. Owl and Rabbit kind of tick the same box in a lot of ways. Kind of, yeah. but Owl is full of misinformation. You remember the last movie? He was like, he was reading the map and he's telling them all the wrong things. So he's not Owl's, a wise old Owl. He's less hands off though. Or he's more hands off, whereas Rabbit wants to like get in and fix things. Owl's just like, "Well, I'm smart, and come I, to me for really information." Not. I not. think they right. they should have made a, a story where the the moral is some friends you can let go, and Rabbit is one of them. Oh man! Wow, <laughs> harsh. Whoa! <clears throat> let him go like, off to his senior community that he's yeah. Having yeah it's into. restful acres. Because, I mean, honestly, because this guy's not appreciating his friends for who they are. And he's like, I'm going to take my ball and go home. And his carrot. His carrot. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to throw a damn temper tantrum. And everyone's like, oh, well, I guess this person who we've given authority over our lives, we should just like. Well, I mean, to be fair. Dan, these yeah. people just bombard his house without asking and just, we're going to have a party here and they're all crazy. And he's concerned about survival. He wants to make sure he can eat carrots. So he's protecting this carrot plant. He's a stuffed animal. He doesn't have to eat. 
All right. So we're come dealing on. with Christopher Suspend Robin. Suspend your here. disbelief for a second. <laughs> so, yeah. So By the way, speaking look- of Christopher Robin, is Pooh the bear, the actual stuffed animal, is it just covered in honey? Oh, like my God. In the reality. Yeah. thing. He just pours it over. No way to remove it. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have another. It's everywhere. I have another question. Band-aid stuck to him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have another question here that I've already alluded to that I want to ask. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, Rabbit's looking at a Restful Acres brochure. That's where he's going to go off to. He's He's packing up his carrot plant when Eeyore knocks on his door and he asks for honey. And then Tigger comes in, afraid of Piglet, who's bouncing. Pooh bonks his head on the house and says, thanks for noticing. No, he's, thanks for noticing. I can't do it. Damn it. That was actually pretty good. So they're all different, right? They all changed, but it's all the same to Rabbit. And to his point, it's even worse than before. So now he's definitely leaving. Goodbye. Hmm. Everything is going to be nice and peaceful at restful acres until he slips and slides down in a series of unfortunate events slides through the countryside on the snow but the friends are all missing him already there's but they a song hear... about that right dashing through the snow yeah there's jingle bells yeah but not in this oh. part of the movie okay. um so the friends but are missing him already it. yeah they do change it i said no, it before i just wanted to they see do... it oh i'm gonna pull that up right now <laughs> um <clears throat> They all, so, so anyway, so he runs off and then they hear Rabbit call for help and he's stuck up in a tree and it takes his friends doing what they do best to save him. Oh. And so they all break their resolutions and Rabbit was saved. What's they explained the moral? To Rabbit, well, just wait. I'm almost there okay. and this is the end of the movie. They I'm explain so they tried to change for Rabbit. Christopher Robin comes to celebrate New Year's and they all are sad because they couldn't change. Rabbit is touched that they tried to change to please him, but it is the people they are is why he likes them. Mm-hmm. And then Piglet says he was afraid he'd never get to be scared again. Oh, sorry about that, dog. Hi, dog. Um, <clears throat> Piglet was afraid he'd never get to be scared again. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Rabbit is the one that needs to change. And the friends disagree. Friends help you be who you are. They are all off to celebrate New Year's. They ring in the New Year at Rabbit's house. Christopher Robin makes a toast to the happiest of New Year's to all my wonderful friends. Let's all raise a cup to ring in the New Year. And Pooh's like, yeah, here, here. (laughs) They all help each other be who they are, and they all help Pooh be a reckless alcoholic. And it's confirmed in this movie that honey is in fact an intoxicant because of how Eeyore reacts to it. That's right. Well, he, he gets all More kind of, of sugar high. I mean, he's yeah. not used to that. Yeah. 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 He's Come probably on. eating a lot of, uh, chia seeds, uh, in the scene where they're all like, you know, Oh, we're friends. We love each other. Blah. You know, they're hugging piglet clips through some snow prints, uh, at around 57 minutes. Cause like, I think they put them on different layers. So the animation of pigment piglet walking next to rabbit to like hug rabbit, the snow mm-hmm. prints from the characters behind piglet cross in front of him. And it's really funny and bad animation. <laughs> Just I a little Easter that. egg for you felt for, for, for our listeners at home. <laughs> I'm almost done. The rabbit returns. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tigger's Jingle Bells. They sing their version of Jingle Bells, which is changed Third lyrics. Time. Yep. And it's about friendship. They make beautiful music together, which makes Pooh remember the gift that he got for Piglet. So he runs Yay. to his house and back. It's a music box that plays Auld Lang Syne, and Pooh sings a version about friendship and honey. The movie ends with the actual song Auld Lang Syne. The book closes. The end. Yay. I'm glad they changed the lyrics because no one really knows the words to Auld Lang Syne. Should old acquaintance be forgot? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Auld Lang Syne. There we go. I'm looking this up. (laughs) So while you're looking that up, um, Eeyore, when he takes off uh, Pooh's shirt, he mentions that it's very, it's, it's really itchy and he's happy to be back as Eeyore again. So it, is Pooh's shirt really that itchy? Is he in constant anguish? Is a, is that why he's he's a an alcoholic in this movie? It's a hundred percent wool. Hmm, hundred percent wool on a bear. Okay, yeah, I bet it, it's still breathable and stays warm when it's wet. Well, that's good. He doesn't seem to have too much trouble in the winter. He just throws a scarf over it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, but okay. it can be can be very itchy. It's got to be really warm because he doesn't wear pants. Yeah. Like, it's got to be super warm. Right. Yeah, most of his body does not have clothing on it. Right. Yeah. Because he's a drunk. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he could accessorize a little bit more. This is me. What do you want? This this is just me and who I am. All right? Is that honey? Babe. Is that honey over there? Are you going to eat that? Hey, jingly yeah. bells, jingly yeah. bells <laughs> on a New Year's Eve. Yeah. I'm so glad to be right here that I may never leave. Take it, yeah. rabbit. Jingly bells, that, those, jingly bells. Those, those lyrics were written to on the all toilet while somebody was on the toilet. We give to you <laughs> something or two, a gratitude for good times, joy, and fun. In your face. I, I just, okay, but I just can't imagine anyone like working on these movies legitimately saying like, yeah, we really took it home on that one. No, because it's it. like every other day in the office. Okay. There are just right. some days where you're just like making this stuff. Should, look, the world that I'm imagining where that writer's room exists, granted, we would have a lot less movies, <laughs> but I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. You, Quality Dan, over I, quantity. I've known you for a long time. You've gotten into the space where you've decided you're going to hate all these movies before you even watch them. You're not giving them no, a chance anymore. No. Here's the thing. If they would have said explicitly, more explicitly, this is a Christmas movie, I wouldn't have felt ambushed. Mm. <laughs> you knew it was going to be a Christmas movie. I, it's no. a very merry poo year. No, it's New Year. It's New Year. Christmas does not have like it's the monopoly happy New on year. Mary. It's me- yes, it does. So maybe it should have been a very um poo call it holiday season. Call it. This is a Winnie the Pooh Christmas movie, or Winnie the I Pooh think, holiday. I think they season. already have one of those. Yeah, I don't think- I, just like <laughs> Barry Christmas, Mary, and New Year's too. Like. 
I, I, and I think, I think what bothers me about this move is I remember, and I think this was maybe our more recent trip to Disney World when I saw Illuminations, um, during the, the Christmas holiday season. Um, and I don't remember if I shared my concern with you that like, I was like, I can't take another holiday overlay of a show that I otherwise love. But that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, ah, I just want to see the thing. I don't want to see, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see a re-blending of the same Christmas daiquiri again, you know? And, and they did, it was all New Year's. And I was like, thank you. You're actually celebrating a thing that is a real thing that gets overlooked that like, and they, they talked about it's a transitional thing. And, and I, I was actually moved by it. And I loved that it was just purely about the new year. And that's all it was. No, no Christmas touched it. And I was stupidly, I admit, hoping that Winnie the Pooh would have, that they would have done that with Winnie the Pooh as well. And I think that given the nature of the characters and where they can go with them when they're really at their best, I think they could have done that movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I, I got to tell you, Dan, that there's Winnie the Pooh, Very Merry Pooh Year, Disney's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh's Springtime with Rue, mm-hmm. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Pooh's Heffalump movie. Yeah. Just because oh, they adventure. just... Just because they're taking a shit on a property that I love doesn't mean that I'm okay with them doing that. I can still be upset by it. Right. Uh, anyway, so I liked it. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it's not like a love rewatch over and over again thing, but the reason I only had four pages is because I was engaged in the story. And again, like I mentioned before, a lot of, you know, sort of non-story plot devices and whatever, but it's a story about friendship at the end of the day, and it drives it home via song. It drives it home be, via character lessons. Like these things may am- annoy me about my friends, but it's who you are, which is why I love you and why I want to be with you because of who you are. And regardless of your annoying bouncing guy or whatever, it's because of who you are that I'm your friend. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what this is about. It's, and I like that story. I like that tale and there's nothing wrong with it. The animation is better than, than most of these because they're, you know, stuffed animals. So it's easier to animate. It's a simple um, movie. That's doing a simple thing. Exactly. Simply, and it which does is, yeah, it. I okay. enjoyed about it. I guess where I'm coming at these from, and this is, I think the the difference in the approach is that, and I get how it might appear that I'm looking at these and like, I'm just kind of just going to hate it. I, it's kind of, it's like, so last night we recorded a, a episode of the Supreme Resort where we talked to Audrey about how like, you know, it's really about all of these intricate details and these choices that they didn't have to make. And about it, it's about, it's like how you can just go so deep into these things because that's like what makes Disney Disney is that you can, you can, whether you like it or not, and whether it speaks to you or not, you can engage with it in, in this really detailed way. Mm. And I understand that they let that go when they went to straight to video sequels, but I'm not okay with that. 
Well, yeah, that's all Eisner. And I don't think any of us are great with straight-to-video sequels. There's a reason we decided to do this podcast originally yeah. called Cash yeah. Grab. But it wasn't really about the cinematic quality. It was about the fact that it's crap. And so under right. the premise that right. this stuff is crap, if you have – if you have a nice morality tale or a story about friendship and love and loving people for who they are under the guise of it being crap, then you got to just embrace that. That's good. I see what it, it the other is. way. I, I see it as like, this is crap, but there are varying levels. I think, I think it's like two sides of the same corn, same corn, two sides of the same cob of the corn. Mm-hmm. Um, and on this one, it's, the corn that comes out in, in your butt. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but, uh, your poo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think it's, oh, well for, for me, it's, it's, okay. it's like some are better than others. Some approach good. Some are good, but then I think it's dishonest. At least to me, it's, I would be dishonest to myself if I set aside the, reaction that i had to these movies where it's just like this is bad nobody would watch this if this wasn't a disney property and the only reason it exists is because it can let me ask you this if this movie was entirely a new year's movie would you have enjoyed it better i would have had more of an open mind easier time liking it yes okay I feel like I really think it's dishonest. And I think that it's dishonest in the way where it's just like, well, everybody loves Christmas. And that's exactly where I'm like, no, some people have, some people need to brace themselves when they know that a Christmas thing is going to happen. Yeah. I and get you can't, that. You, you can't just go surprise Christmas, you know, and it, it's. So you're, you're saying a very merry poo year is triggering to people with Christmas phobia. I think it is. I think it might be. But I, I don't know that I, I, I'm feeling at that level. It was just sort of like a, okay, now this, this property is bothering me. And I didn't want that to happen with these characters because I love yeah. these characters. And they're not respecting the characters at the level that the characters are at. It's just like, well, Eeyore's sad all the time. And they didn't embrace the side of Eeyore that he's actually maybe the most realistic one. And... You know, Tigger's just a mess, but they didn't embrace that he's, you know, really encouraging and helpful. You know, like they, they miss the strengths of these characters and they only focus Tigger on. Tigger helped, uh, even though it, it was, it was kind of a bit, Tigger helped Piglet become less afraid by pointing out that sometimes just bouncing around through life can make you happy because you, you, you're not worried about things. Right. But That's that was. True. Um, Piglet ultimately making in a, in a roundabout way, making fun of Tigger and saying like, I'll just be like you douche. I don't think he was making fun of Tigger. I think it was not potentially psychologically healthy to adopt a a coping mechanism that is someone else's. But, um, yeah, I I think there was still some, some meat there. Yeah. My dog barked too. Yeah. (laughs) I'd I'd like to share something that I've learned recently. Mm-hmm. And it, it may be unrelated, but there's something called Christogeniaticophobia, which is a fear of Christmas. It's a oh, branch of... This is a fear, though. <laughs> Heodophobia, fear of holidays, 
This phobia usually begins during early childhood, like from bad events associated with Christmas. Many of the Christmas rituals. <laughs> Mom, this is Jimmy trigger- doing this, not me. <laughs> Many of the Christmas rituals can trigger fears like Santa Claus, Santa phobia, opening gifts, which is (laughs) what? Okay. Wait a minute. I'm having a Jimmy might be a furry moment in my own life. Okay. I'm not saying I agree with you, but I did have nightmares (laughs) about Santa Claus once when I was a child. Oh my gosh. You definitely have Santa, (laughs) Santa, Santa phobia, Santa phobia, opening gifts, which is Duranophobia, snow, which is Chianophobia. Fire in the Hearth, which is pyrophobia, and <laughs> parties, which is symbocyophobia, all of which may lead to crystogenetophobia. Oh my god. The crystal skull. <laughs> all right. Are we gonna have drinks and dinner and uh oh, a, yeah, Audrey's a nightcap of So we're gonna have a, a uh, we're gonna have honey beer, okay? Oh yeah. Honey beer is typically called a braggot. A braggot is typically thought of as a hybrid beer between mead and beer. Interesting. They're made from malted grains and honey, and they're likely predecessors to all grain beer. The style of beer can be different as brewers aim for a healthy balance of both honey and malt. Neither of the two components should overpower the other. And we're going to celebrate one in particular when you watch this movie. We're going to have the Reboog road trip, road trip because I'm about to get on a 40-day road trip with my family. And this beer is Ooh. from Southern Grist Brewing Company. Uh, and they have a braggot. This one blew our minds. Reboog Road Trip is a braggot. Was a true beer mead. Southern Grist teamed up with uh, Garagist Meadery. On this beer brewed with over 300 pounds of wildflower honey, plus Dang. peanut butter and blackberries. No. There wasn't much no. carbonation, meaning Reboog Road Trip was thick and rich, similar to a spoonful of honey. <laughs> In fact, if you took a spoonful Damn. of honey, blackberry jam, and peanut butter, this wouldn't be too far off. But it was an excellent uh. as a perfect beer to wow friends after dinner, after watching... A very merry poo year. <laughs> Wonderful. Mm-hmm. You you know, you really should read these things before you read them for the show. You're right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Road Trip and I got excited because I'm about That's to take right. one. Bring on down. Come one and all. <laughs> Bring on down. Bring That's on the shirt. Down. That's the shirt. Bring on down. <laughs> Bring on down. Oh Bring it on down. <laughs> um, I wonder... Do you think, uh, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking on her name? Disneyland. Pardon. Yes, uh, Natalie. Could she help us make a shirt? Like she made the the weenie shirt that is available now at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash covers. You can find your weenie shirts. I got mine. Dan got his. Great. You should probably order mine. Yeah, you should. Okay. So you're going to have this delicious beer and you're going to eat a really tasty and satisfying tofurkey dinner. So like a vegan Thanksgiving dinner, vegan holiday dinner, um, which is something that is trying to be what it isn't, which is a meat, a meat dish, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause like the theme of the whole new year's is like, well, I'm going to try to be what I'm not, which your becomes poo and blah, 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 blah. And you're going to get really gassy because they're always kind of high on that. That like fire stuff. 
<laughs> the Bechtel scale? <laughs> yes. But that's what you're eating. Nice. Okay, vegan, great. Vegan meal. Um, Eric, do you know what the medication would be? Yes, I do know what medication it would nice. be. It would be omeprazole. It's, <laughs> uh, omeprazole is a PPI. That's a proton pump inhibitor. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's an older medication. It's been around for a while, fairly safe. Um, it has moved over the counter, but there are still prescription strengths available. Some some people try to to uh, to get it paid for by their insurance. Doesn't always work out well because there are over the counter versions. Um, now, well, the reason I chose this is because it's a useful medication. Um, it does it. it does a yes, she does. Um, it does a, a good job. Actually, she she's taking it right now. Um, it does a good job. <laughs> it it works well. Um, in in a lot of cases, people almost use it as kind of a placebo. It's it's not really. I mean, some people take it for too long. Um, Your dog disagrees. I, <laughs> just trying to get her over here. She is so she's bored and wants to leave the room, but um, is also is she uh, like our listeners deaf. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So it, it you can you know it it's fairly safe. So you you. It's hard to like overtake it, but if you take too much of it for too long, it can open you up for, um, basically to get an infection in your, in, in your digestive system. Um, and a lot of people do keep on taking it because they just think that it's fine and everything's fine and they just want to get away from that, that, that sensation, that burning sensation. Um, never mind that they should maybe, you know, change their diet or change some of their habits. And they probably won't have um, gastroesophageal uh, esophageal reflux disease GERD um, so anymore. Does what? So remind me what it is. What it treats? Uh, it, it treats well. It treats. Um, I, sorry, I should have started with that. It treats um, GERD. So basically, too much stomach acid, and it's it's you know shooting up from ba- shooting up reflux. into your. Yeah, shooting up into your esophagus and and eroding it a little bit. So it's the really bad. It was developed for the really worst cases. Now it's very common. So it might have people been use it, even though it could just be like one, you know, a dose of tums and you're you're good. So, so it might have been a tums. good good one for uh, Bell's Magic. <laughs> no, no, we got some. We've got some antiemetics for that. I'm just saying that it's, uh, you know, it it can be okay, but um, maybe maybe not all the time. Maybe it's not going to fix everything that's that's going on with yeah. you. Maybe you need to do something else instead of um, focusing on the holiday movie. What are the I side see effects? Therapist for your Christo Christo phobia. Christo, yeah. Jimmy, Christogeny tickophobia. Uh, I, I have, I have, I have something locked and loaded for that. If you continue down this route, <laughs> what? I'm just repeating. Don't go there, was. guys. Let's. What let's are the keep side rolling. effects? That's pretty benign. Sometimes cause some some headaches and such. It's yeah, but oh, overuse can um, it lowers the stomach acid enough that it, you're open for infection. Interesting. I'm well, thank you, Dan. What are we? What are we? <laughs> are we listening to? Yeah. Um, all right. I'm just gonna stop pretending that my segments are ever short and just go for it. Um, so there's a band I love called they're they're the Cocteau Twins, mm-hmm. and here's what they do. I'm sending in the chat 
some lyrics. I wish I could see it, but I can't because I can't use so the keyboard. So the lyrics are beetles and eggs and blues and poor little everything else. You stream a lens, stable eyes and glass, not get pissed off through my bird lips as good news and more stuff. Basically, they are words, but... Um, oh, Dan, you buried yes. the lead. The end is still we can find our love down from yes. behind. <laughs> Good, thank you. That's the um, most important lyric, I think, to fit with this movie. <laughs> well, they obs- what they have done with their career is they take, they try to create a mood and they obscure, they use real words, but they try to obscure them. So it's really just about the feeling. And I want to share a sample of where, what it's like when they are not disappointing. And then I'm going to share <laughs> them doing a cover of Winter Wonderland. Oh my gosh. This is the good version. It's called Cherry Colored Funk. Yeah, I'm liking it. And if you know what the words are, you can kind of hear it. But if you don't know, you're lost. I feel like I get this recommended to me because I listen to Radiohead on Spotify. Mm, That makes sense. And they're like, you might also like these guys. I do listen to Radiohead on Spotify. I also listen to Radiohead on Spotify. I mean, you know what else Adam's you could listen piece. to on Spotify is you could listen to the Supreme Supreme and Scraping the Ball. We're all real so people who listen is, to real music. <laughs> this is them doing arguably, I think, one of their better songs. And then there's this. Okay, pretty innocuous so far. Oh, but... Let's imagine that you've associated this band and this voice with a lot of trying. And then you realize, oh, they just turned on the four-track recorder and put it through a reverb. This song is affiliated with Christmas, um, and Dan doesn't like it. I'm just saying, it's... It's beneath them, just like this movie is beneath um, these characters. Insightful. That's yeah. That's I it. appreciate <laughs> that. I can appreciate that, Dan. I I, I don't disagree. Um, and I'm not afraid of Christmas. <laughs> if you have to say it, then yeah, several times. <laughs> Animal Kingdom is probably Jimmy's favorite because he likes furries. Burn. <laughs> Asher, you got him! Oh my god! Oh, burn! Wow. So Go back to sing. Just that real quick, stuff. real quick. We yeah. haven't done. We haven't done the uh, the 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 power rankings in a while. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! So we got it. We got to reconcile. So we got King of Thieves is still number one. Mm-hmm. Actually, before if you don't mind, before you do this, Eric, do you think that we've gotten any of them wrong as a regular listener? Any of the power rankings wrong? Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't actually watched the movies. I'm really just experiencing oh, them through don't. you. So it's a little, it's a little <laughs> skewed. Don't, um, don't so as it. a listener who hasn't watched the movies, do you feel like you're getting a good representation of what the movies are? <laughs> Often. Okay. Often. There have been okay. some times where, uh, it's devolved a little bit and perhaps, what? uh, sometimes the show just devolved? wants to get through the end. <laughs> as a listener yeah, how hilarious and funny do you find me <laughs> oh audrey you're a delight oh my yes. goodness thank Indeed. you you are the show 
if you weren't for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just be Jimmy and me yelling at each other about that's right. <laughs> why, how I'm too cynical and how I think he has Stockholm syndrome with these movies. That's right. Um, so King of Thieves number one. Oh, he Lion just King- accepted it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Sure <laughs> uh, yes, and. Um, I thought, I thought that Thieves. was going to be an intervention, but done and done. Nope. No, 100%. No. We're, having a, we're having an intervention for you, Dan, because you <laughs> clearly have Chris. Oh, look, it's, Chris, document, uh, it's, it's documented over several podcasts what my problems are. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're getting <laughs> sidetracked. Let's do the power. Yeah, power King of Thieves, Lion King 2, and then in a tie, we have Pooh's Grand Adventure and Goofy 2. Those are little side... Pocahontas 2 is next. Lady and the Tramp 2. Belle's Magical Christmas. Cinderella 2 is tied for Return of Jafar. Mm-hmm. Little Mermaid 2. Belle's Magical World in last. And then we have not ranked Hunchback 2, Tarzan and Jane, and Very Merry Pooh Year. I got to say that of the Christmas offerings, this one irritates me the least. Ooh. So it definitely goes above Belle's Christmas. I think it does. At least for Christmas reasons. So, and I don't, I don't know if that translates. Is this better than Lady and the Tramp too? I'd rather Uh, watch. I'd rather watch Belle's Magical Christmas. I think. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back on that because Belle's Magical Christmas, at least, Enchanted Tales with Belle. Okay. At least it like. It's a full on Christmas movie and doesn't try to like. Yeah. Put the cheese on the broccoli. Just another segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then, um, Hunterback 2. Mm-hmm. I don't, that movie's terrible. Mm-hmm. I think I liked it. I thought I liked it. I think it. Jimmy talked you into liking it, which worries <laughs> me. Well, he made a good argument. So is, mm-hmm. is that better than Cinderella 2? Cinderella 2. Uh, yes. I is it better than Very Merry Pooh Year? Yes. Is it better than Belle's Enchanted Tales of Belle with Christmas? And magic? Um, Hun- yeah, Hunchback I think so. Too. Is it better than better Lady than... and the Tramp 2? No. All right. And then finally, Tarzan and Jane. Mm-hmm. Where does that fall? Better than Belle's wanna... Magical World? Yes. Uh, yeah. Better yeah. than Little Mermaid 2? Mm, no. No. Okay. Second to last. Wow. <laughs> All right. So we have, here's Pretty the current unanimous. ranking. King of Thieves, number one. Lion King 2, number two. Pooh's Grand Adventure, Search for Christopher Robin, and Goofy 2, Tied. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. So, Jimmy, take the horniness out of the Goofy movie. And <laughs> is it still up there? Can't. I think it's okay, still that's up fair. there. It's, it's up the there. Too. I, no, I agree. I think it is. I just wanted to, I just wanted to talk Extremely about Extremely goofy movie. Pocahontas <laughs> 2, Journey in the New World, Lady and the Tramp 2, Hunchback 2, Bell's Christmas, Very mm. Merry Pooh Hunchback year. 2 with an asterisk because that's, that's, <laughs> that's you two going rogue. Very Merry Pooh year, Cinderella 2, tied with Return of Jafar, and Little Mermaid 2, okay Tarzan and Jane, and Magical World. Yeah, right. everything but the the asterisk. Yeah, hunchback too. Asterisk. I'm going to put an asterisk. Oh, there you go. Oh, I just switched <laughs> to our Facebook Messenger somehow. <laughs> uh, anyway, so okay, 
Um, all right. So thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, want you to listen to our other shows, the Supreme Resort, Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, the Star Wars Banter Podcast, ban- Banter Milk. Ba- banter Milk. Banter Milk. Banter Buy the milk. 2%. <laughs> you don't need all the fat. Uh, you can contact us at Jimmy at EarsUpPodcast.com, Dan at EarsUpPodcast.com, Audrey at... At Nerdry on Instagram. At Nerdry oh, on Instagram. Oh, and hey, b- before we go, what, what date is it that we're sending this uh, out into the world again? The this 5th, episode July will come 5th, out right? on July 5th on the July Supreme 5th. Resort okay, feed. Okay, perfect. This is Christmas perfect Christmas in July! So, <laughs> I just... Because it's July 5th, this is the perfect time to give you this message. Parents, if you have children who did not get a good grade, if you're a parent, you probably have class. children. Right. If you have a if you have a parent, you are a child, and if you have a child, you are a parent. If your child got a less than satisfactory grade in any of their classes, now is the perfect time to email the teacher <laughs> to ask. Where do we find- wait until midnight? We're, wait until midnight, and now is the perfect time to ask them. If there's any extra credit that your precious little, precious little angel can do, that's all. And you can reach Eric at Eric Farm D at uh, Instagram. That's at the Insta, yeah. At, at Eric with a K E R I K P H R A R M D. That's E R I K P H A R M D at the Insta. Yes, check it out. Thank you, Eric. It was fun. Thanks for joining us. I think you, you added a lot. I really appreciate your, uh, your support, your fun. Thank you. I like being fun. Good job. I had time. That was good. It, this is, this more than anything, I think, um, I, I've said this before, but I think that this is the best example of me actually being able to talk to you instead of just yelling at you while I'm listening to the podcast. Record <laughs> yourself yelling. That could be a you oh, know what? That's fun. a that would be a good third uh, third show for us, which is Eric yells at <laughs> So what are you yelling <laughs> With at? With no context, zero context. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 are you yelling at? I'm curious. I I, I guess I I. I I'm not necessarily yelling. If most of that podcast would be me laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Um, yes, that everybody likes to hear uh, out of context laughter. That's true. But then, um, but yes, sometimes That's I'm, how I fall I'm, asleep at night. Ooh, I feel go. like Eric, you can answer this honestly. I feel like you've yelled at Dan hates the Beatles a few times. Uh, Dan, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's there for. <laughs> so is Universal. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But what do you yell yes, at? I, do you yell at like what? Like you got that wrong? Like Cinderella actually did? I don't know what. Um, I believe the words uttered most often are "get to the point." <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, for sure. Well. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you very much. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Audrey. And thank you, Eric. Thank uh, you, until Dan. next, thank you, oh, thank you, yep. Lindsay. Thank you, thank Lindsay. you, Lindsay. Yeah, you did a great job. Um, and uh, be good to each other. And uh, until next time, Eric, join be us. Oh, be be, be kind.
Less than 20. 19 mm. minutes. Less than. Greater than or less than? Equal to or greater than or less than? Okay, headphones. Fractions. Uh, um, coordinate plane. My third grader, who's just, just going into third grade, they have a, we do a summer bridge every summer where they do a daily, you know, 15 minute pages of work. Yeah. They have flashcards and he's got fractions, multiplication, and division. Yeah. It's crazy. It, did, did you a, do that? There's when a you're drug for that. Grade? I don't, I was so disengaged in third grade. You have no idea. Hmm. I was. I don't remember when you started fractions. I was basically just trying to brain scrub the emotional abuse that my third grade teacher inflicted on me. Mm-hmm. 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 Fun. Do you want you, to talk uh, about it? Well, I just gotta say that I learned a lot when my very patient third grade teacher saw that I was having difficulty with cursive. And then sent me to kinder- kindergarten for a day. Oh wow! <laughs> Damn! Wow! Dang! I got I got wow. the point. I got the point. The point being that I was as dumb as a kindergartner. Yeah, that's what I hear. And yeah. stop trying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. <clears throat> or stop teaching. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to thank him in this episode. I'm sure he's dead. Oh, huh. <laughs> I, or you wish he did. This episode is dedicated to all of the heroes who work in the education industry. Thank you for doing what you do. And also, Mr. Shaney was an awful human being who crushed the souls of children. Good job, douchebag.